Welcome to Policy Today. Thoughtful discussion of current issues vital to the future prosperity of Washington State. Produced by the Washington Research Council. My name is Lou Moore. I'm the president of the Washington Research Council, and I'm here today with Chris Showbloom, who is our senior economist and research director, with Emily Makings, our senior research analyst, and with Mary Strau, our communications director and also an analyst at the council. And today, we're going to talk about our operating budget, which was recently signed by Governor Inslee. Emily, tell us a little bit about what's in that budget. So the operating budget spends $38.2 billion. That's a 13% increase over the 2013-15 biennium, which is also an increase of $4.4 billion. Um, of that, K-12 is the major part. It makes up 47.5% of the budget, and it is up by 19% over 2013-15. Um, okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. So, so just to recap that part of it, we have overall a 13% budget increase over the previous right. biennium right. and uh, a 19% increase in K-12 through education funding. That's correct, okay. yes. And that 19% is an increase of $2.9 billion. Uh, $1.3 billion of that responds to the McCleary decision. That includes uh, funding for maintenance, for material supplies and operating costs to lower class sizes in, K in kindergarten through third grade, and to um, implement full-day kindergarten. Uh, $152 million is for one-time salary increases for teachers, and that's in addition to the Initiative 732 COLA. Uh, additionally, the K-12 portion of the budget books savings from Initiative 1351 um, from either a delay or just not, it, it doesn't fund 1351. I think that's the bottom line at yes. this point. So, uh, and just to be clear about that, 1351 calls for uh, lowered class sizes K through 12, McCleary K through 3, and right. they're funding in this budget K through 3, but not 4 through 12. Right. Okay. Uh, so next in the education scheme of things is higher ed. Tuition for the universities and colleges were reduced by 5 to 20% for the biennium. This is the first time maybe ever tuition has been reduced. The tuition would go down by 15% for UW and WSU and then by 15 for by 20%, excuse me, for the regional universities and 5% for the community colleges. Okay, so regional meaning central, western, et cetera. Eastern, evergreen. Yep, okay. So that that is significant, 20%. Mm -hmm. Wow. And it would be 5% for the first year of the biennium for every institution and then uh, the, the additional portion of the next year. Okay, but the community colleges, they just get the just first five. year, 5%. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, also, the budget increases appropriations for higher education by $427 million, and that maintains higher education's share of the state budget at 9.2%, and it declined a little bit after the recession, so that's a good, good news. Okay, what about early learning? Uh, early learning funding is actually up 84.8% for the Department of Early Learning, which is enormous. Um, and that includes $111 million for early childhood education and assistance program and the Early Start and Early Achievers programs. Pretty hefty gain yeah. in, that, in that sector. So, okay. Um, and then some other notable items from the budget include 
$70 million for mental health programs related to court decisions and uh, the need for capacity increases. There's $20 million for state parks, $36 million for debt service on the projects that are included in the 2015-17 capital budget. Um, and also the budget fully funds the collective bargaining, bargaining agreements that the governor negotiated with the state employees' unions. Wasn't that significant because that was a real sticking point between... The House and the Senate proposals, right. right. Okay. So how are we going to pay for all this? Well, um, the usual way. <laughs> okay. um, Can you elaborate? The, the, you know, uh, the, the treasurer will write checks. Um, so the uh, uh, revenue forecasts um, um, during the biennium um, uh, provided uh, some additional funds that helped uh, help to, to bridge the gap. Um, we uh, the uh, we're looking at looking at the February and then May um, uh, forecast revisions um, that. The uh, Forecast Council added uh, $213 million uh, to the uh, revenue forecast for the, um, the now-completed 2013-2015 biennium. Uh, that additional money kind of rolls forward into the beginning balance to be spent uh, uh, in the current biennium. And then the, the forecast uh, increased the revenue uh, forecast for the uh, the now current 2015-17 biennium by 467 million. So, in total, about 680 million dollars uh, were provided by by um, improving uh, flows from our existing taxes. Um, then uh, there were some, several important, uh, relatively important pieces of revenue le- legislation. Um, the, uh, some of which were related to uh, the marijuana taxation, uh, the movement of the uh, um, the medical market into the into the uh, recreational system, uh, applying taxes there. I'll, I'll uh, stop you there. So, so, so just very briefly, what does that mean? Moving the medical that that into- we've had we've had um, we had a, a um, um, initiative quite a few years ago that established a market for medical marijuana, uh, which was uh, largely untaxed, except for the standard sales tax and B&O taxes. Uh, and then uh, more recently, we had uh, the initiative uh, that established the recreational uh, marijuana market. Uh, and though the recreational marijuana, uh, marijuana was uh, subject to relatively high levels of tax. Um, this session, but through two pieces of legislation, the um, the the, leg- the uh, legislature pulled the the uh, sort of integrated the recreational and um, and medical marijuana markets, um, and, and, uh, making a significant portion of the of the product that flow was flowing through the medical market now subject to the heavy taxes that were imposed on on the, on the recreational market. They also reformed the taxes in the uh, uh, in the recreational market. Um, so we're getting a fair amount of, we should expect to get a significantly increase in taxes from marijuana um, going forward. Uh, in addition, the, um, the, um, uh, 
the legislature has moved some appropriations of programs that would normally have been uh, paid for out of the um, um, general fund uh, to the, uh, the the fund that receives the marijuana revenues. All taking this all together, there was about a three hundred million dollar um, benefit to the programs traditionally funded by the general fund fr- coming out of the out of uh, marijuana. So, so that's been that's uh, been okay. one big piece. Um, Additionally, the um, – let me get the rest of my list here. Um, So there were a number of uh, of sort of relatively minor um, revenue changes – uh, legislation. We do, you know, we come into this session with talks about a capital gains tax or a hike in the um, in the B&O tax rate applying to service businesses, um, or uh, for perhaps a cap and trade system that would have raised uh, a, a significant amount of money from from um, effectively taxing carbon. Uh, and those major um, pieces were were. Not part of the the final budget solution had had a, a, some relatively minor things uh, uh, re, re, final revenue legislation uh, accounting for about uh, a little over two hundred million of additional funds. Um, the largest item there is the uh, is a elimination of uh, a tax exemption that had been enjoyed by Microsoft in particular, getting $57 million out of that, uh, which was allowing them uh, um, a sales tax exemption on equipment they were using in research and development. Um, they were specifically targeted in the, in the legislature and other businesses are continuing to enjoy that uh, that benefit. Um, the, that that was really the big thing that was floating there on the revenue side. Uh, there are several um, extension of, of previously existing tax breaks. Uh, uh, particularly, largest ones were for food processors and for uh, equipment purchases for uh, 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 data centers. Uh, uh, net of all of the, the things came of the of the various uh, uh, extensions came uh, to. Um, just about $35 million, $37 million. So th- those are tax exemptions that will continue? Will continue. Okay. Um, some of them, are, you know, the, the data center had had actually expired, so it, it's reinitiated, and there was a period of about six months, I think, when we weren't, when um, it would not apply. So in the world of a $38 billion biennial budget, $37 million is not a, a large... Uh, no. Not a large uh, factor. Okay. Not a big factor at all, uh, and then the the, uh, the final thing uh, piece of this is um, is 178 million dollars that are being that are um, coming into the general fund because of uh, transfers from various other accounts. Um, um, the I think the most noteworthy uh, of these are um, 20 million dollars from the. Uh, uh, Treasurer service account, uh, uh, a significant amount from the public works account. Seventy-three million. Yes, 
significant amount, but less than was talked about. Yes, less than was talked about. And that's a lot of that's REIT money that uh, I know for a fact counties have been somewhat dependent upon in the past. So that's an interesting continual development here of the state bringing money uh, back back to their pile as opposed to letting the local governments use it. Yes. So um, tuition reduction up to 20%. No significant new taxes, 19% more funding for education, nine or 13% overall increase in spending. Mary, you have any thoughts on this budget? Um, just how remarkable all those numbers are, that um, there were points in the session where things were getting pretty contentious, but um, I think thanks in large part to the current revenues, to the recovering economy, um, that solved a lot of the issues just on its own. And the fact that we have such historic investments in K-12, higher ed, early learning, um, and we look to be taking care of the, the court case on mental health as well, um, speaks well for the legislature and the governor um, for what they were able to accomplish. Yeah, so um, there are still some unresolved issues, though. We won't discuss them in this podcast episode, but there is drama continuing as we speak, and we'll, we will see what happens. Any other thoughts about uh, the operating budget? It's, I think it's remarkable that they've, uh, they got through the way they did. Um, they're still set up for uh, some very difficult decisions with the next operating budget, um, particularly around McClary um, and um, dealing with the uh, local levy problem, coming up with state money to uh, replace uh, local property tax levies. Um, yes, indeed. Yeah, I suspect you'll see during this interim, um, whenever it begins, <laughs> and then leading into the next session, there's going to be a lot of work that's going to be, have to be done on transferring that burden for basic education from the locals to the state. And one way or another, it is, uh, it's going to involve, at least formally, a, an increase in state taxes. Um, and it's nice that they've uh, got through this session without um, leaving, some, you know, leaving capacity to deal with that problem going forward. Mm-hmm. All right. My name is Lou Moore. I'm with the Washington Research Council, as is Chris Showbloom, Emily Makings, and Mary Straub. And thank you so much for joining us. Policy Today is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.